Welcome to Bar Fights with attorney and advocate Sarah Klein. Taking on issues that matter and advocating for legal, cultural, and political change everywhere in order to protect children and vulnerable adults. Joining the conversation are survivors, advocates, lawyers, media personalities, athletes, celebrities, authors, wellness aficionados, and many more. Because bringing real justice takes a team of experts who care. Now, leading the fight is your host, Sarah Klein. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Bar Fights. This is Sarah, and it is a strange time in the world right now. I don't know about you guys, but my heart has been very, very heavy, um, shedding a lot of tears, sending a lot of prayers to the families of Ukraine, to the families of all of the surrounding countries who are dealing with the repercussions of what is going on there. I can't stop watching. I can't stop holding them in my heart, my prayers. And so once again, we find ourselves, I think, in this sort of collective heaviness as we try to navigate through our own lives, you know, keeping in mind how good we have it in many respects in comparison to others, but also remembering that pain is pain is pain. And here we are. Um, and it's been a heavy few years. So I wanted to start there. Um, I have such a cool person for us to talk to today, and it's the exact right person that we need right now. And you guys are going to see why. Heather Ash Amara is an author of a gazillion books, some of which we're going to talk about today. She's a speaker, a podcaster. She's a force. And there's so much about her that I connect to, but there's this sentence when she's sort of talking about who she is and, and we'll, we'll tell you guys how to, how to find her online, but she says, we are healing, growing, loving, falling down, getting back up again. We are a force that can change the world. And if that doesn't encapsulate what this show is about, I don't know what does, but Heather Ash Amara, welcome to Bar Fights. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much, Sarah. It's really an honor to be here with you. And it's, you have this glow, you have this energy, you have this calm, you have this steady. I just, my only question is, tell us what, what we all need to hear right now. You know, you, you living under the guise of what you most need appears, right? That's sort of how I live my life and, and sort of trusting in the universe and trusting in the right people crossing our paths at the right time. Um, I want to talk about adversity. I want to talk about getting to the other side of that. I want to talk about courage, energy, manifesting abundance, all of the things that I think can help not only my listeners who have faced a lot of adversity in their lives, but just collectively with, with what we're all going through right now with heavy hearts. Um, where would you like to start with? <laughs> 
<laughs> with that, Heather Ash. There you go. That's what I'm feeling. Tell me what, where we should go with that. <laughs> Not to dump it all on you, but um, I have a feeling you can handle it. I love the question and the, you know, we're, we are in challenging times, as you said, and, and there is this feeling sense of, and then there's another thing, and then there's another thing, and then there's another thing. And I think that when we're navigating life, we get to a point where we're like, there's always other things. Mm -hmm. There isn't a place where it just stops and everything's good and quiet and restful for the rest of our lives. We're going to be navigating challenges forever honestly. Yay. Mm -hmm. Isn't that perky and happy? Oh, okay. <laughs> you mean there's no magic pill? Come on. No magic pill. <laughs> yes. But here's the thing is that when we really start to just rest into and step out of, I think there's, we've often been trained, especially as women, if you do it right, if you do all the right steps and you like look pretty and you're perfect, then your life will unfold magically. Yeah. And if you have adversity, that means you did something wrong. Yes. And this gets like exacerbated sometimes in spiritual traditions because there's this false belief of if you just think the right thoughts, bad things won't happen. Mm -hmm. Bad things happen. And I put that in quotes, like difficult things happen. It's not so much around for me, like trying to avoid bad, difficult things. And I'm going to take the word bad out, but just challenging situations, but to mm -hmm. understand we can use any challenging situation against ourselves to punish ourselves, to make ourselves smaller, to feel victimized, to protect ourselves constantly, to feel betrayed, or we can use everything in our life to get stronger and more powerful and clearer and more present. And that's where we have choice. So how do we dance with challenges? How do we dance with the joys of life and the challenges of life? And there's a couple of metaphors that I use that I found really helpful for this. And the first one is around this idea of sailboats, airplanes, heat-seeking missiles. That I learned this from my, one of my first teachers. Heat-seeking missiles are off target 99.5% of the time, which is also true for airplanes and sailboats. That... We have this idea of like, you just point where you want to go and you get there. But the truth is we're constantly course correcting. Mm. We're constantly course correcting. And so when you think about travel of like, where do I want to go? You need a couple of ingredients. One, you need to know where you're at. And to be really honest, where am I? Where am I emotionally? Where am I physically? What's happening in my mind? So that coming back home to ourselves, where we are now, not where we wish we were or where we were 20 years ago, but what's mm -hmm. actually true now? So that's number one, come home. What's true now? And then where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? And that for me is setting intent, having clarity of what we're moving towards. Mm -hmm. And then there's course correcting. And most of us, when we, what we've been taught is we we're taught to judge, feel victimized. So either we're judging ourselves, like we're off course and sometimes like we don't even know where we are. So it's really hard to say where we want to go or we're not sure where we're going to go. So when you don't know where you want to go or you don't know where you're at, you're just going to get impacted by everybody else's desires and thoughts and beliefs. And noise, right? Exactly. You get lost in the noise. You drown in the noise sometimes. 
Exactly. Cause you're not, you don't, you're not centered in yourself and you're not sure where you're going. So there's always distractions and other people like the noise is such a great, you know, it's perfect. And what often happens is that we then realize we're not on course. We realize we're punishing ourselves or that we're feeling victimized or that we're really struggling in our relationship with our body or the way that we think about ourselves. And what we tend to do is then be like, I can't believe I'm so off course. What's wrong with me? I can't mm. believe I'm judging myself still. or I'm still thinking about this thing from the past. I was talking to a friend of mine that was like, why am I still thinking about this? I'm like, because you're still thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, are you in my head right now? <laughs> are you my inner voice? Heather Ash? <laughs> May I be your kind and gentle inner voice that because yes, please just sign me up. I'll transition. Right. So what happens when we're judging ourselves for not being where we think we should be is then we then punish ourselves to get us back on course. Usually mm -hmm. we're like, boom, we hit ourselves to like get ourselves straightened out. And then we end up going off course, a different direction. Mm -hmm. And then we're off course for a really long time. So one of the, the main teachings I have, I'm all for simplicity. Like let's make it simple. Life is complicated enough. We need yes. simple tools. Yep. One of the most potent, powerful tools is grammar. Most of us have in our head this incredible disaster mind run on sentence voice that's thinking about what happened in the past and beating ourselves up for it or worrying about what might happen in the future or feeling victimized of what happened and how, why should, why didn't I make a different choice? So there's all this story and content and it's usually this incredible run on sentence. If you start watching your mind like when I first realized this, I was in silence. I'd been in silence for two weeks and I was like, what is wrong with my mind? What is <laughs> I'm broken. <laughs> I broke it. It was. And then I realized, oh my gosh, my mind has always done this. I just haven't realized it. Yep. Because I was distracting myself through talking. And so that's when I was like, okay, period. We all need to learn the art of the well-placed period. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Isn't that good? Yes. And for those of you that are from different countries, someone was like, what does period mean? I was like, what do you use when you, at the end of a sentence? And they were like a full stop. And I'm like, great word. Full, full stop. stop. Full stop. <laughs> period. Right. So that the moment that you noticed your mind going into disaster mind or that you're going back into feeling victimized or that you're judging yourself or others, period. Take a breath, bring love here bring presence here. Take that little gap between the period and when the thought starts again, of just be like, hi, sweetheart. Mm -hmm. And that's the course correction. And the course correction is then come back to yourself. Hi, sweetheart. And I always put my hand on my heart, my hand on my belly, just like anchor this moment, this time. Hello. And then where am I going? What's my intent? And then the course correction. What's the next little action to take? What's the next little baby step? And then your mind's probably going to start up again, <laughs> <laughs> right? The worry and the anxiety and the to-do list and the phone calls and the text messages. I, I mean, I swear just the cell phone, the invention of the cell phone <laughs> itself, you know, it, it just never stops. Right. And it's never going to, stop. it's never this going to. to get. Yes. Because again, there's this illusion. If I just get the to-do list done, then I can rest. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's but all illusion. Right. It's a complete illusion. It's never going to be done. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. We're not here to 
finish our to-do lists. Yep. We're actually here to show up and enjoy and be present with ourselves in a healing, loving way. And that period can be incredibly helpful with course correcting. And then also understanding the other thing that, that one of my favorite also metaphors, super simple, is that when you want to create something in your life, let's say you want to heal, that there's something, I know a lot of people that are listening have had trauma, have had mm-hmm. deep upset, hurt, betrayal, pain, and so, or are helping support other people that when we want to heal, for example, or, or you have this intent of, I want to be more loving to myself or my kids or the world, or I want to have more clarity, whatever that intent is, and let's use the intent healing. What happens is we plant a seed in the universe, I believe. And we're like, universe, I want healing. I want to leave my past behind. I want to forget whatever it is. We plant that seed. And I believe the universe is like, yay. And the universe is like, I love you so much. I'm on your team. And you start having synchronicities and support and insights that start to happen. But there's also a flip side to that that most people don't know about or recognize that we're not taught about which is what also starts happening is all the obstacles between where you are now and where you want to go start to show up. Oh gosh. Hello. And it's not the universe going, you're bad. I'm giving you an obstacle because you don't deserve it. You, you can't get there. It's the universe going, I love you so much. Clean this up. If you want the healing, if you want the forgiveness, if you want the clarity, this is what needs to be cleaned up. And our, I just, we're, I believe we're so incredibly wise mm-hmm. that our beings like, great, here's what's in the way. And if we don't use that against ourselves, we don't start punishing ourselves for whatever obstacle is arising, but go back to what was my intent? Mm-hmm. Where am I going? Then the obstacle, we shift our relationship with the obstacle instead of feeling victimized by the obstacle or judging ourselves around whatever the obstacle is. We can now go, right, this is arising to help me get stronger, to help me heal, to help me find my center, to help me get more resilient. Got it. And what I teach my community is for all of us to start going, you are a worthy obstacle. Hello. (laughs) I mean, that's such a great reframe because I think I've seen it in my own life and with so many others when we meet the obstacle and we just quit, we just say, I give up. I'm just not meant to have a peaceful life or I'm not meant to get over my trauma or it's always going to follow me or whatever. Um, cause we're so used to struggle that we meet that first one or that second one and we're out, <laughs> you know, we give up. Um, but that's such an amazing reframe to say, you know, welcome obstacle, you know, let me work through you and get to the next one. Cause I see where I'm going and, and, and where I'm going is my why or my, you know, whatever you want to call it. That's a great reframe, big aha moment for me. Good. It's so helpful. And And again, to let go of, there's not going to be obstacles. There's going to be obstacles. There just is. Yeah. And that's okay. And we actually don't want to pray for an obstacle free life. Yeah. Because that means you're not at your edge. Yeah. If you're comfortable all the time and everything's peaceful 
and there's no conflict ever in your life, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. It means you've pulled yourself back to keep yourself safe mm-hmm. and you're not at your edge. You're not fully living. I love that idea of the edge. I, I used to do yoga. It's on my list to get back to, but they would always say you shouldn't be in pain, but you should be working this pose to your edge. Exactly. And the edge changes. Mm. The edge changes. This is true in yoga and this is true in life. Like today, what my edge is might be different tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about yoga and, and life. When you, you really show up with the obstacles and where you're at, you can then drop in. Okay. What's my edge today? Mm-hmm. I've got more energy. I could like, Ooh, I can stretch into this. I've got more spaciousness around my edge today. And other days you're like, Nope. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stay these, these hips out. don't lie. Right. Like, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, I love this. So what about the person that says, I'm so stuck. I don't even know what I want or where I'm going or what I intend for my life. What, what do, how do we start to uncover some of those desires if, if we've never dreamed before, or, you know, maybe for the person that's hit some of their their goals or their dreams and they're sort of on cruise control. Um, how do we figure that stuff out? Slow baby steps. <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it. <laughs> so there's, there's a couple pieces that, that I play with, with this. And the first one is to remember that when we're navigating obstacles, including the obstacle, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want next. I'm not sure what my next edge is that we want to step back. I always like, like looking, stepping back and going eagle eye view. What's the biggest picture. And so biggest picture around, I'll just say for women is that we're in a patriarchal system, mm-hmm. there's a tremendous amount of sexual abuse and acting out. Everybody's hurt. The perpetrators are hurt and acting out. The victims are hurt. And so when we step back and depersonalize, like this happened to me, Mm-hmm. something's wrong. Like so often when I talk to women that I have had abuse, they're like, it's my fault somehow it's deep yeah. in there. Yeah. And when we step back, we're like, no, the system's messed up. Yep. Like, everything's off right now. And we're in coming back into balance and women finding their power against part of rebalance. So it helps us to then not take it personally and just realize my healing is everybody's healing. Mm. And that's huge. It's huge. It changes everything. Mm -hmm. Then you become, I, what I've seen is that then often we become a lot more patient with ourselves and steadier because we're like, okay, I'm doing this not just to heal myself, but to heal the the whole system. It's a huge thing that we're burdened, that we're carrying, that we need to put into context. I love that. And, and it helps just off the top of my head, I'm guessing people feel less alone when, when you're not just individualizing it, but you're saying we as a community of survivors, we as women, we as men, right? We, instead of just I, um, I love that. It's so important. It really is. And you know, to your question of like, how do you find when so often when we've been victimized or when we've lost ourselves, when we've abandoned ourselves and 
almost all women I've talked to are like, are just excellent at abandoning ourselves. <laughs> right? We're like so good at it. Judging. I am like, I have won awesome. the Olympic gold medal 75,000 times yeah. in, in abandoning myself. <laughs> exactly. And again, if we step back and go like, this isn't just me, this is, we've been trained mm-hmm. to abandon ourselves. We just have, you know, just like we've been trained to say, I'm sorry, constantly. Somebody can stop. I still do that. Right. Somebody can stomp on your toe. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so. And when I stalk that, when I really watch this inside of myself, I call it stalking because it's like really witnessing and watching when I watch, I was like, oh, right. I'm apologizing for taking up space. Yeah. That's not mine. That's the collective. Yeah. That I'm unraveling. So we, again, to, to just the, of course, you don't know what you want. You've been told you're not allowed to have you know, or you're going to get hurt if you go towards what you want or that you're going to be too big for your bridge. I mean, there's so many messages. that So many things you can't have it all. You can't be a good mom and be good at work. And right. Like so much messaging that we get so much messaging that we Mm -hmm. internalize and tell ourselves. So start small. When I work with women that are like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want. I'm not sure what the next steps are. I always go, food section of the grocery store, go to the food section and hang out and be like, do I like that green or do I like the orange? What, what fruit calls to me? And -hmm. it makes it fun, but it's actually an incredible practice because it's a simple way to go. What do I like? Yeah. And to give yourself permission to say the strawberries look really good. That lights and to feel, Oh, that lights me up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we've so pushed down our own pleasure because I connect pleasure with what you want, desire. Sometimes we've pushed it so down that we're just completely, we're like, I don't know. You then have to be willing to be in the unknown that I don't know and wait and keep asking, hey, sweetheart, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? So you, you're giving yourself permission again. And eventually that part of you will, will be like, oh, she's serious. She's listening. Okay. I kind of like the grapes. <laughs> yes. So if you can start that slowly. Oh, I love that. I can't tell you how many elite athletes I know who have finished competing at a young age because you can't really do any sport past a certain age and say, I have no idea what I like. I don't know what kind of food I like. I don't know what kind of things I like to do. I'm 25 years old and completely freaking lost, right? Because they've never developed a sense of self or desires, or they've just been told their entire lives, what they're allowed to do, what they're not allowed. And same goes for overbearing parents, you know, with kids or kids who are abused or, and just, or just growing up in this world with all the noise, right? Like, I don't think it's exclusive to, to childhood trauma, though. You might see it on an even deeper level there, but yes, 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 yes. Right. And you, you arrive in the world at an age where you're supposed to know (laughs) what comes next and you're, and you're paralyzed. And so they just go down the rabbit hole of depression, of pain, of paralyzation. Yeah. And I, I've talked to so many people who are suffering because they don't know their purpose. 
Yeah. I need to know what my purpose is. And we've created this whole thing of like, your purpose is this big, huge thing. Yeah. And I'm like, come back, like, come back to your body. Yeah. Back to this moment. And that instead of like, I need to figure it all out now. Yes. What do you like now? What lights you up even a teeny bit? What draws your attention? And that you have to be patient sometimes to wait to find out, especially like you said, if you've been in a situation where you've been told this is who you have to be. Yeah. And there's all that restriction that you must fit into this mold. And you're now breaking out and you're like, ah, I don't, you know, it's uncomfortable. It's and resting into being uncomfortable, not knowing and not beating yourself up about that. I think that's the key. That's the key. Yeah. I don't know, period. Yeah. Cause we think everybody else, of course, the grass is greener. They've got it figured out. Right. <laughs> Instagram post. They're always smiling, oh, right. Fucking oh, Instagram. So <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Worst oh. invention ever. So, um, so painful. So it destructive. So much because we use it against ourselves and so we do. like, that's just the surface of everybody's life. Like there's everybody struggling. It's yes. Truth. Yes. And this place of just slow course, correct, course, correct, course, mm-hmm. correct, period, course, correct, period, course, correct with love. Where were you when I was in middle school? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably teaching at UC Davis. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were, you were somewhere, somewhere yeah, way more somewhere sophisticated <laughs> than Okemos middle school. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So give me a couple minutes here. I, my mind is blown. I'm loving this and loving you. And I'm thinking to myself, how can I hire you for my own personal coach and life coach and everything? Um, and I'm not kidding about that, but, um, give me a little couple minutes just on the topic of like magic. Like you touched on like synchronicities. Like I'm a big believer in that stuff. Like just give me a quick hit of magic. I just something really, you know, positive to sort of end on, you know, you're, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not making sense, but you get it. I love this question. Yes. It's so good. My favorite definition of magic comes from Starhawk, who's one of my longtime inspirations. And she says, magic is the ability to change consciousness at will. So it's actually about our capacity to see through the eyes of magic. There's always magic happening. Do we see it? And so to really, one of the best ways to start to find magic in your life is to recognize it's always there There's always this invite of like, come play with us, I think, from the spirit world. Mm -hmm. And so to open our eyes with gratitude, with a sense of play, with a sense of curiosity and ask, help me align with the magic that's already here. Help me see the magic that's already here. And that then opens us up into a world of possibility and healing and joy and creativity and play. I love that. So it's, it's, we're not missing anything. We're whole. It's there. The good stuff is around us. No matter what the view out your window looks like, 
right? The good stuff is there. It's happening. The magic is around us. All we need to do is tune in, right? Tune in. Yes. And understand the magic didn't leave you alone as the only one in the world that's not deserving. Everyone is connected. We just forget. And so it's a process of clearing away everything that's stopping us from that reconnection really to ourselves, to the divine magic creative mojo that's already inside of us. I love it. I am so rejuvenated. This conversation has been incredible. How can listeners find you if they want to learn more? Best place is the website, Mm warriorgoddess.com. And I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and not TikTok yet, but maybe (laughs) me neither. (laughs) I'm not cool enough for TikTok. This old mama too. (laughs) You do not want to see me on TikTok. Um, You're just a joy. You are a pleasure. You are a light. I hope you come back. We're going to link to all of your stuff on my pages. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for this beautiful, beautiful conversation. Thank you so much, Heather Ash Amara. Thanks so much, Sarah. Such a delight to be here with you. And here's to more magic for all of us. Thank you for listening to Bar Fights with attorney Sarah Klein, taking on issues that matter. Please check out our website at barfightspodcast.com, Instagram at barfightspodcast, or Twitter at barfights underscore pod for the latest show updates and archives.